0: Hey, welcome to this episode of Profitology with Perry Jeffries of the podcast where we cover the numbers, the systems and the strategies that entrepreneurs need to know in order to generate and maintain profit in their family Finances and business. So appreciate you guys joining us today. If you haven't met me yet, my name is Perry Jeffries, known as the Entrepreneur CFO. I'm the president of Diamond Equity Advisors, a full service investment advisory firm specializing in cash management for business and retirement planning for uh, for families. And um, our company is known as the Cash Flow Concierge Company. So. We work with clients all across the country, all kind of walks of life. We just uh, enjoy just adding value to people's lives. So our vision is to close the wealth gap one business at a time. So that's important to us. So with that being said, um, I like to always start these off with a thought of the day. And uh, this thought of the day, um, I think is really, really timely with respects to the guests that we have on today. So the thought of the day is a quote from John Maxwell that says, everything rises and falls with leadership. So not just, you know, your family, your business, your finances, but just everything underneath the sun. And I'll say that again, everything rises and falls with leadership. So uh, with that thought of the day, we'll jump right into it here. I have a good friend of mine, uh, George Smith is uh, joining us today. Um, George is on here because uh, I totally vouch for him as a leader, a coach, a father, and for those who don't know, this is actually my personal fitness coach for the past couple of years. So G, Coach G, welcome, what? man. <laughs> welcome. Well, up, Thanks for joining us. Oh, brother. Just glad to have you here, man. So uh before we get started, um, introduce yourself, tell the tell the people who may not know you uh, who you are, what you do, and all of that good stuff.
1: Absolutely. Well, um, my name is George Smith. Um, I've been in the health and fitness industry for about 12 years. I had my own business and then uh, decided that I was going to go work uh, for a big box, go work for Lifetime, you know, the dominant uh, company in our industry. Um, I saw the, the opportunities that lied with Lifetime, the growth that that company w- was under and where it was going. Uh, the leadership from above was phenomenal. Um, you know, and you want to surround yourself with people smarter than you. And I could see without a doubt that, that the leaders at that club, at at, the, at that company, what was the right fit for me to, to grow as an individual. Um, so I've been with Lifetime now going on almost seven years, been in multiple clubs uh, throughout the Ohio market. Um, that, that's what I do professionally. But, you know, uh, personally, I'm a father of 10 uh, beautiful children. Uh, yeah, that's right, 10. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, slow down and make sure they heard that. We don't, I don't want to move too far. Too, I don't want I don't to move by that too fast. So father of 10 humans. Go. 10,
1: 10 humans, um, 10 <laughs> beautiful humans uh, that, that I love dearly from 18 to three months. Um, I got a set of twins in there just like, like you, Perry. Um, but, you know, I can't do any of that. I can't be here without my amazing wife, Megan, who's at home. She homeschools all of her children. Uh, so this pandemic didn't slow us down. Um, you know, she, she just continues to, to be the leader of the family. And I just get to be that person that leaves and comes back, um, every now and then. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, as well as I do, you're as strong as that person that's behind you or beside you. And, um, I know Sarah's an amazing piece of your life and your family and I'm blessed to know her. And I, I know I couldn't get done half of what I do without mine. No doubt, no doubt. And ladies and gentlemen, that's our
0: call for the day. He kind of pretty much covered everything. You gotta have the right people on your team, the right support system. I'm just playing y'all, we're gonna keep going. G, so here's the deal. Those who don't know, G is my coach, um, and and I, I he has no idea how much we've appreciated him through the past. So he's been our coach on our fitness journey, um, helping us through injuries, helping my wife through injuries, helping me through injuries, uh, helping us uh, lose pandemic, you know, weight gain that pandemic thirty uh, that a lot of us put on. Right, but um, before we get into a lot of that, I want to talk about being a father of ten, because you're like part of you're like, you're like the leader of a, a small business. Anyway, there's a lot of small business owners on here who don't even have a team of 10 yet. And you actually have a family of 10. So yeah. my first question for you, man, and um this is just coming totally off the top of the dome here, but how is it the two, you know, I'm saying managing staff, but also to kind of being a head of a family, what's the correlation? What, do you see any correlation between those two?
1: Well, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, it, it's funny you say that. Actually, the the club I'm at currently, um, I don't have a staff of ten. Right? I I have you know staff of eight. So my home life is is bigger than than my current staff. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that, that's a, I never really thought about it that way. But I, I guess I have two different roles. You know, when you think about it, here at 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 the job when I'm here doing this thing, it's it's about being a dad or being a support piece and. And trying to help people grow their entrepreneur entrepreneurial business, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, we're inside of a box, a corporate entity, but they're still entrepreneurs any way you look at it. Uh, Definitely, individual clientele they have individual mm-hmm. programs, individual financial goals. Uh, yeah, we we're, we all are under one giant umbrella, but mm-hmm. it comes down to them achieving their goals, and, and it's not much different than than home life, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: With my eighteen year old that. Mm-hmm just graduated and is off to college soon. Wow. My three month old, who's, you know, just trying to, to, to wake up every day, you know, just kind of doing (laughs) his thing. Um, But it's different situations, man. You know, here at, at the gym, when I'm here, it's, it's more about being a leader, more about kind of being that driving force. And at home, um, it's not quite the same. My wife is there with the kids all day long. She's the driving force of the family, and and I I will not take credit for that by any means. You know, I I try to act more as her support piece, Mm -hmm. and be there for her and 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 the kids, and be the taxi if I need to be the taxi. You know, be able to do what what I can to support her. I think it's important as a leader to understand where your where your place is. You don't always have Mm. to be the leader, right? It's okay to be, be part of a team. It's okay to, to not be the president or the CEO or the CFO. It's okay. Um, doesn't mean you can't influence lives. Doesn't mean you can't change things. Doesn't mean you can't you know, find success or happiness. Um, just because I, I'm a father of 10, doesn't mean that the household has to run through me. That, that's an old way of thinking in my opinion. You know, we have strong, beautiful women in this world that are, are just as capable as we are. Yeah, you know, I'm still dad. Mm-hmm. I'm still dad but mm-hmm. at the same time um, mom's opinions matter what mom says goes as well you know mm-hmm. not I'm gonna run to dad so yeah. I think when you talk about leadership man it's you know understanding where leadership is where, where's your role? Um,
0: jees you know that, what I mean? that's so powerful G. I um I gotta got jump in and just say this brother that right there speaks volumes because to your point your best leaders are those who know how to follow as well. Right. And knowing your role. So if you just kind of have that just as just as a value bomb that we take from that whole piece, that's huge. Leaders, it's not all about, hey, follow me. To the promised land, get on my back. You no, know, sometimes leadership is knowing when to support, and that's phenomenal, just having that dynamic. So it's a different dynamic from the job versus, you know, going home and dealing with the family. But having that being able to identify that is just huge. So I just love that to death. And, and you kind of know our situation as well. Here, we tell people all the time, even our house, you know, my wife is the pacer. She's she's the one who sets the speed of the family. I yep. give the vision and say, hey, this is where I wanna go. But when we get into the nuts and bolts and the details and the scheduling and the details and all of that, that's falling on her and she does a phenomenal job with it. And I know hey, sometimes I need to step back and support her so that she can move forward and take the family where we need to take it as well. So yeah. I just absolutely love that. And that's the cool thing about leadership. I think sometimes folks get boxed into what they think leadership is, yeah. not knowing that leadership is is ever evolving, right? You know what I'm saying? You got to be flexible in that whole piece and knowing what you, you know, need to
1: follow. We live in like this world of memes and photos and all this stuff, this, you know, now And there's that that really famous meme out there or pitch or whatever, where you got the guy, you know, pulling the team in the front and everyone's behind him. And then the other one is, you know, he's behind it and he's pushing, pushing the team, you know, which which one's a leader. It's always a, you go to any type of um, leadership summit or anything like that. You know, that'll probably pop up more often than not. Uh, And the question is, you know, what kind of leader are you? Are you the one that's pulling the team? You're the one that's going to push the team, you know, mm-hmm. or support the team or, or let the team lead you. Um, I really believe that there's a third part of that. You know, the leader actually has to be in the middle of that team. Mm. You know, they, they – it, it, it can't all fall on your shoulders, and it can't right. all be uh, your way. So, you huh. know, I, tr- I truly believe that you have to support – you have to provide – your team, right, the ability to come to you openly and honestly to tell you what their thought process is and, and find some way to provide them the uh, opportunity to be a leader as well. The, you know, it, it takes a village is a powerful term. And, and you know, many of my uh, destinations, you know, where I've been, that's the, the framework of my, my leadership or my management style is it takes a village. I can't Man. do it all. I will not do it all and I will fail if I try to do it all. So it takes everybody on my team. So I know you have an amazing team around you that you try to get the best of the best because you don't want to do it nor can you do it all. Or or are you good at all of it?
0: Brother Gems. So a couple things I'm hearing here G. Um one, you no, know, you can either push the team you can either be the one pulling the team, but the sweet spot that nobody talks about is being right in the middle. Which I think, you know, just being a, a person who loves to be on teams and 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 be coached. Like I love being coach. I love you know having that second set of eyes telling me, hey, you turn left versus turn right, or go up versus go down. And just having that whole accountability piece is so so huge, man. But I love this right here: lead from the middle. I've never heard anybody say that before, right? You know, what I'm saying leading the front, leading the back. How about lead in the middle? Because I think people really appreciate when they see you grinding, at the same yep. way they're grinding. And then also too, the other piece you said, which I thought was super important, and leaders, uh, entrepreneurs, non-entrepreneurs, family people, the whole nine. Make sure you didn't miss this. G- Coach G spoke about developing leaders. Right? You want to show you. You want to find a good leader. Have them tell have them point to you the leaders that they've developed Cause if you, if that leader can't say, yeah, I developed these other leaders over here, and you, you can go and see that body of work, that's true. I think that's a, a a true testament of leadership right there. How many other leaders do you develop? And you don't have to be an entrepreneur, right? This could be this in your house. This could be in your household. This could be with your children. This could yeah. be with your spouse, whatever the case may be, right? So just super important that we stay crystal clear on that. So gee, those are some gems, brother. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I, so, I mean, I think, without a doubt, man, you're spot on, dude. That that's how it goes. You know, a true. Uh, leader, you know, develops leaders. You know, we, we lost a great leader this this week um, with uh, Coach John Thompson. I know you're a big basketball guy, yeah, for sure. Uh, an amazing leader, right? He yeah. Changed lives of, of thousands upon thousands of people and young men.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, something that was probably really powerful for me this week that I saw that, you know, how he developed people and how he touched uh, so many. You, know, you have somebody as proficient and out there, as, as Allen Iverson, right? One of the greatest yeah. talents NBA's ever seen. Without um, a doubt. Without a doubt, I mean, he, AI is was a was the man. He was. Mm-hmm. Um, and having him and his um, players, you know, other players from from his years, carry his casket. You know, That's it, powerful. it's powerful volumes that you know what he was the leader, but he developed leaders that were yeah. going to stand beside him that. That brought him, you know, to his final resting spot. It was a powerful moment, you know, you see on the internet.
0: I'm glad I didn't see that because I would have cried because I cry on sports movies and that would've that I would have I would have gave it up then because I would have thought about the teams off coach carrying me and I would have broke down and been horrible for the day. So Yeah, yeah that's,
1: it was powerful. You know, it's one of those times you're scrolling through Facebook and you're just not even thinking about it and you see it and you're like, Wow, that's that's really powerful.
0: Yeah. Wow, no doubt. So we should probably, uh, because we, we we've been on 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 the call now here, discussing something. We should probably talk about you know the topic of the uh, the conversation today because we've covered some good stuff. But um, this is just how we do when we we get on the get on the horn and we get talking, man. We just we just free flow. But we want to talk about accountability matters, right? Coaching, leadership, and profits. And I, I'll kind of tee it up this way. I'm real. I'm huge on accountability, not just, you know, my team being accountable to me, but me also being accountable to others. And I think it's just so important to have that accountability, but we talked about coaching and leadership and profits. And some may be thinking like, how does coaching have anything to do with profits? Or how does you know, leadership have anything to do with profits? And I think, gee, you and I probably, probably both agree it has everything to do with profits because you know, how are you defining your profits? Profits just isn't about money. So a lot of times people think, hey, Perry's a money guy. He's a financial advisor. He's a CFO, stocks and all of that jazz that I'm always about. Profit isn't just about your money profit is about you know getting a positive ROI return on your investment and that return on your investment comes in a lot of different forms it can come in your relationship with your spouse your relationship with your kids you know what I'm saying your kids success right so profits isn't just about the dollar amount it's about these other things that are probably even more important than a dollar and what we want to talk about a little bit is accountability um, around you know and talk about coaching and leadership and I'll share this so um, as many people, I put on some pounds during the pandemic and um, uh, Coach G reached out to me and said, Hey man, we have this new virtual personal training program. I was like, I'm in, what do we need to do? Why? Cause I know I needed the accountability and you know, the first so weekend I get this message on the app, telling me to limit my alcohol and I got upset. I said, I said, see, he see this right here. You he talking to me, telling me I can't drink. I just bought all this bourbon. Yeah. So, so I was fussing at my wife, but I was saying it jokingly because it's like, you know what? That is what I needed. And then it's funny. Cause I was, I was thinking about it today. Cause with the, um with the program we have, it has so much data, so much data points on, so many data points on there that I was sitting there and, and, and I'll share this with you. Gee, I haven't shared uh first time I'm telling you this. I was like, man. I'm not not dropping the weight I need to drop. It's not dropping not coming off the way it needs to. And then it comes down to the data. So I went back to the data and you was like, hey, make sure you're hitting your baseline numbers. And you show me that chart showing me my baseline numbers. And I went to the numbers. I was like, well, well shit. Out of 10 days, I've only hit my number like twice. No wonder I'm not achieving the goal that I want to achieve. And that's just one of those things like accountability having to coach the whole nine. So brother, give us your feedback and, and kind of just your, your, your take on accountability as it, as it relates to you know, coaching, leadership, profits. Just tell us how you feel about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to be accountable. Uh, everybody wants to be accountable. I, I don't care who you are. No one doesn't want to be accountable. that you know, They can say they don't, but, but it's, it's not true. You, know, you want to be accountable um, because you, you want to feel a sense of pride you want to feel a sense of uh, success. And, and when you make someone happy, you feel success. You know, you achieve a goal, you feel success. Um, and when you don't, you know, obviously, you know, that there's multitudes of different feelings there, anger, frustration, disappointment, whatever it might be. But, you know, being accountable to someone else is kind of the nature uh, of the human being. Mm. You know, I mean, I don't want okay. it. I don't want this to be, a, you know, a, you know, taken the wrong way. But you know, we're all we're all, you know, accountable to, you know, our Lord, our Savior, whoever you you believe um, in, you know, whatever you believe in, yeah. faith-wise. You're you're accountable to somebody at the end of the day. Yeah. So, you know, why not be accountable to someone smarter than you in a field or better to you in a field? more educated to you in a field to, uh, to improve yourself along the way. Now, you know, you, you mentioned the alcohol thing, right? Mm-hmm. We hadn't seen each other in two months, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe even longer than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like face to face. We talked a few times, but face to face, probably not, not, not two months.
2: Yeah.
1: I know you like alcohol. I know you like to drink at night and mm-hmm. you know, and that's okay. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, when I sent you that message, you know, as part of the program, limited, um, mm-hmm. I got that, I got that message right quick. Like, what does this mean? <laughs> that was the exact...
0: Limit alcohol, what does this mean? So one
1: old fashioned, one bourbon, like
0: what exactly, what exactly does this mean?
1: You wanted more details. You're like, I'm willing to do this, but I, I need more. I need to understand what you're talking about, right? And, and I didn't really say much more to you than you know what to do. You know what I mean by being accountable to yourself, right? I didn't say stop having a drink, you know, you're a grown man and you deserve to be able to drink if you wanna drink. Mm-hmm. Um, so many coaches try to tell you to do things that, that they do in their life and it's not necessarily pertinent to your life or, or your situation. You might need that drink at night, that's okay, right? But I also know if you wanna achieve your goals, that drink can't be two, three, four at night. And now we, we have to come to that common ground where you're accountable to uh, a reasonable goal and now we start making small changes. Yeah, you know, we had a, a teleconference last week and we were talking about baseline goals and you are like, gee, we're not getting there. I'm not getting there. And I said, well, you went to Pittsburgh. Yep. Right? That was a mistake.
0: The d- d- diners and dives, diners, dives and drives. That is not, that is not a, a prescription for weight loss.
1: Right, you, you made a mistake there and that's okay. Mm. But if you were accountable to it before I even had to say anything. Yeah. The conversation was, okay, well, now we have, to, we have to course correct. And you have to be able to get to these baseline numbers, right? So, you know, really what it comes down to is if you create accountability as a coach or as a leader, the person you're accountable for should be doing it for you. They should be coming to you and saying, hey, you know what? I dropped the ball. I didn't right. do that. I you didn't come I didn't come to you and say, hey Perry, how'd your weekend go? That's overcoaching. I, I don't yeah. need to do that. Right? I set a plan forth. I gave you the ideas. I just told you what needed to happen. And then you came back to me on Monday, was like, hey, <laughs> I blew it. Straight up, you blew it. You're like, I blew it. <laughs> that's what you said. He goes, I had this, I had this, I didn't even right. track, don't even worry about it. I'm gonna get right. Yep. Right? And and that's that's what it comes down to, man. You, it, a good coach, a good leader makes that person they're coaching accountable to them they they want to show that accountability
0: What so it's it's such an interest interesting dynamic with that because i'm so big on personal growth and development and leadership that i come to you and say yo i've totally messed that up but i yep. feel like that's not everybody's cup of tea to be like no, they, they, they made with a, with a hood from kind of like head from that and said, oh, I'm not going to tell G that if we did a road trip and, and went to four diners and drive restaurants. Right. So why do you think so many people struggle with accountability? And then after we kind of answer that, I'm going to ask you another, I'm going to ask you a question about coaching, but why do you think so many people struggle with being accountable?
1: Well, I mean, it, it's, there's a lot that goes into that. Honestly, um, it has to go into so many things, their personality, their dynamics, um, like my wife, um, you know, she, she believes in the Enneagram uh, theory, you know, and, and she always tells me, you know, you know what I am and, and what she is. And, you know, I know that I want to be told I, I'm doing well. That matters. Mm. To me,
2: right? mm.
1: That's how I see success. When someone tells me I'm doing well, I feel good. Right? Got it. For her, it's not the same way. I, she doesn't need anyone to tell her she's doing well. Mm -hmm. right she needs to feel supported right gotcha
0: it's kind of like the love languages everybody has a different love language on how to yeah
1: absolutely um and she's gonna laugh that i'm even talking about this because i don't know half of what she does (laughs) i don't even know a third of what she does about this stuff. but it it speaks to personality traits and and that's that's what you know a good coach understands you know, that person's personality. I don't talk to you like I talk to your wife, right? Sarah and I are, are Yep. You know, I'm Sarah's coach and mm-hmm. I don't have the same conversations I have with her with you. You yeah, know, yeah. and in some instances I, I talk to Sarah to get to you. Yeah. You know, you know, you mentioned at the very yeah. beginning of this conversation, like, you know, she she kind of runs the ship in a way, you know, she kind of makes mm-hmm. sure things are happening. You know, we had some food problems we were doing, and I was like, I need to go to Sarah. To get this corrected because otherwise, Mm -hmm. Perry's not going to correct this.
2: Yeah.
1: It's not. It's going to fall on Sarah anyway. So Mm -hmm. let's go ahead and work this out through her. You know, even yesterday when you said, Hey, I hurt my calf, you know, I found it funny. What what made me laugh was that you sent it to me and you said, Hey, I hurt my calf, you know, not feeling it today. But then she came over top of that email, that message, (laughs) and said, Oh, it's bad. He really hurt himself. (laughs) It was like she needed to validate for you that you were hurt. So, you know, that, that was the accountability that yeah. both of you showed towards to your program and your success and her yeah. program and to me as, as the coach. That was not prompted, but she felt like, hey, I needed need yeah. to vouch for Perry that he, he's not just slacking right now. He, yeah. he, he messed up his calf.
0: Yeah, because it's a team. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. And so this is awesome. So a couple something you just said right there, G, that I want to make sure that people watching this caught this was a good coach. Understands different personality types, right? So what I found is, you know, good leaders, good coaches understand that people receive data different, receive input different, the whole nine. We need to be motivated differently, and that's huge in that. So I just want to make sure that you guys listening to that didn't miss that because that's huge and that's something we used to actually discuss even from a sales standpoint, right? When we talk about profitability and things of that nature, right? The different personality types, the people who are, you know, givers, the people who are very analytical, the people who just give it to me straight, no fluff, right? You know what I'm saying? And people who, you know, just different personalities, if you will. So that's huge in that whole piece. And we could spend a whole, probably a whole two days talking about that. But what I want to jump into a little bit here is coaching and why coaching is so uh important we both are coaches in our own right in different fields and things of that nature and those who don't know um and i you know i probably should have shared this at the beginning for those who don't know because i know we have a lot of new people who are following us for those who are, who don't know me from outside of being you know a cfo and advisor i'm actually a strength and conditioning coach so i want y'all to let this resonate for a second the company that G uh, uh, works at is what brought me to Columbus. I work for the same company. I'm a personal trainer. So, yep. a lot of times, folks, when they hear this, they're like, Well, Perry, you're a personal trainer. Why do you have a personal trainer or a coach? Yep. And I'm like, They don't get it. That person doesn't get it because every good coach has a coach. I mean, Michael Jordan had a coach, Tiger Woods have it. Like any, any successful person in business, athletics, If you ask them, hey, what do you attribute some of your success to, if not all of your success or majority, they're going to point to, hey, I have this coach that took me to the next level. So it always cracks me up when people are like, well, Perry, why do you have a coach? You're a personal trainer. You know what to do. And I'm like, "Mm, you just don't get it. So one of the reasons I'm a a, a hired G as my coach is one, like, could I write my own program? Absolutely, I could. But guess what? He said this to me early on. You're gonna do the stuff that you like to do. You're gonna write the program around, you know, your your habits and the exercises you like to do. With your program, I'm doing stuff that i like, what is this exercise? I've never done this. Oh, this is uncomfortable. I don't like this. Do I look kind of corny doing this curtsy? Uh, this curtsy lunge, right? So it's all these different. But I'm doing stuff that I normally wouldn't do. And right. those things are gonna get me close to my goals because that's causing the whole muscle confusion, but we won't get into all of that data. But what i want to talk about is the coaching piece. So me as a coach, certified strength and conditioning specialist, right? Uh, performance enhancement specialist. I have all of these credentials on the fitness side that people may not know about. I hired a coach. Let's talk a little bit about that, G, you know what I'm saying? Why should someone look at hiring a coach, even if you feel as if you're pretty good in your particular
1: space? Because you don't know everything. You just don't know. I mean, we all come from different walks of life. We all have, I mean, the health and fitness industry, there are so many damn certifications out there, Perry. You know this. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's so many people. I've got, I will say without a shadow of a doubt, every fitness professional on my team is more qualified to be a fitness pro than me, right? Without a doubt, every one of them, um, they all have more credentials than I do. They all have, you know, a deeper understanding of education around the health and fitness industry than I do, right? They coach me on programming. They help me get better in my weaknesses, right? But for me, you know, my background in sales and, and leadership allows me to provide them with something they don't have as they're coming up through the ranks, figuring it out, right? You know, when you talk about business or, or whatever it is, management is nothing more than coaching. That's all it is, right? Mm-hmm. Every company builds tiers. I don't care who you are. You know, there, there's this management. There's this regional manager. There's this senior regional manager, whatever,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? All these things are there. And all those folks are supposed to be our coaches. That's all they're supposed to do. They're supposed yeah. to coach and develop the person below them, right? And they all probably came up through the ranks at some level or, or, or brought information from here and there, but the... The job or the, the, the coach themselves has to understand that, that there's, there's a level of acceptance to the team that mm-hmm. to, to be a good coach, to be a, a smart coach, to be an effective coach, you have to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to listen and take advice and, and be uncomfortable. You know, some of those things like those curtsy lunges, right? I put that <laughs> in right, just for my own personal enjoyment. Just do <laughs> um, I don't even remember why that was in there, to be honest. With
0: you. Like, I'm going to have his 6'3, 250 pound butt do this right here.
1: Right there, ju- just for last. <laughs> um, but realistically, it, it's about. It, I, I can't even say it the right way. I think, you know, I, you, sometimes you get things in your head and, and there's yeah. so much to. to put together but yeah really really look at it and why does coaching matter it's it's simply put you don't know everything i don't care who you are you don't know you don't know everything And like i said a couple weeks ago we were talking before this and i I cited the um a previous podcast of yours right the one with the with your your friend that's a reverend in it Mm -hmm. and i listened to the whole podcast it was funny it was hilarious you know got a lot of laughs out of it and you know, you said at that time, you know, we, we were touching base before this one. And you're like, man, I never thought that he would be a reverend. Right, right. I'll be I calling him pastor. Yeah. I never thought he'd be there. Yep. Right. But how did he get there? He got there through coaching, through development, Facts. right? Being vulnerable. And, and now, you know, look where he's at now, right? You were a fitness professional. I mean, you told me a story a long time ago about, you know, the, the mattress on the floor. You remember that story? Yeah, man. Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah that's powerful though right and and you knew that if i wanted to be here yeah. i had to get people around me that was going to make my life easier yeah right? and that's that's what coaching is all about if you can make someone's life easier then you're a good coach if wow. you can't and you make that person's life more difficult or more challenging or or try to adapt them to what you see
2: yeah. then
1: you know more than likely you're going to fail and they're going to fail it's yep. not a recipe for success. I mean, you coach a girl's yep. basketball team. Yeah. I coach a soccer team. Um, I think really good coaches, too, coach outside of their their business, you know? Yeah. Right? That, that's yeah. a true coach, someone who loves it and, and is able to influence the youth. Because to your point, if you're a coach at heart, you're a coach everywhere. Absolutely. Not, not,
0: not just in that one lane. You're a coach everywhere. Absolutely. Everywhere. I, mean, I bet well, you,
1: I would challenge you real quick you're probably more satisfied, more gratified as a coach at the end of a basketball game than you are any conversation you have with any of your businesses.
0: Even if we lost the game, you know what I'm saying? It's like, but, 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 they, but they got so much better. We missed a thousand layups, but we shot a thousand layups. And it's like, oh, yeah, absolutely, my friend. Yep, no doubt about that. So so you said some a couple things here around the coaching piece around, you know, being vulnerable being uh, vulnerable, the listening piece in, on the whole nine. And to your point, man, I think sometimes folks get their head into this coaching piece like, oh, it's, it's this technique. And it's – did you make somebody better? Did you take them from point A to point B faster than they could have gone by themselves? And I believe sometimes that's where people who maybe are hesitant to invest in coaching because, again, going back to my personal situation, well, Perry, why why would you – why would you – Hire a coach, you could have kept that money in your pocket. You're a personal trainer. You can put your own program together. Well, here's the deal. I'm hiring a coach because I know I can get from A to B. But the deal is, at the rate I'm going, it may take me a year to get from A to B. I'm going to get to A to B in 90 days. So I'm going to hire a coach to condense those time frames, right? Yep. Uh, so I think, uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Why sometimes, why is it that some people are so hesitant to invest in coaching? Because you and I know the benefit of it. So whether it's me, you know, coaching a you know a CFO, or I'm, I'm sorry, coaching a client on how to run their money as a CFO or coaching a girl's uh, basketball team or you coaching soccer or whatever the case may be. Why, why do you think some people are so hesitant to invest in coaching or what should they be thinking about if they are, that's the question I'll ask. What should they be thinking about if they're about to invest in coaching, if they're considering investing?
1: Is this person going to make me better? Is this person going to help me achieve my goals? You know, do they have the skill set that I don't have?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's a, a big piece of it. You know, I work with, you know, really, really smart people. You know, my my regional manager has been all over the United States. Smart mm-hmm. guy, knows a lot of things. I mm-hmm. can learn from him. There's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, personal training managers at other clubs that that are in different environments and know different things. Mm-hmm. Um, a good coach understands that that to truly be able to get better, you have to be vulnerable, yeah. and you have to trust that, you know, trust is probably the wrong word. You have to, you know, be able to swallow your pride. Mm-hmm. Enough to say, I need help to get better.
0: Raise my hand and say, "Guess what? I need help." Yep. And I and I think, gee, that's where a lot of people struggle in in that environment, as far as coaching and in, in, in whatever industry, because you know everybody is hesitant. Like, you no, know, I don't want to put my hand up and say I need help because you know I don't want people to think I'm not good at what I do. I learned when I hired a business coach a while back, and, and the story is, I reached out to him and said, I need help. My business is down 30% year over year from the previous year. I'm working twice as hard, making 30% less money. I'm done trying to figure the shit out on my own. I'm putting both hands up in the air. I need help best investment i ever made was able to, you know what I'm saying, add crazy volume to my business and get us on a, a phenomenal trajectory. You know what I'm saying? I have a six figure business. And that happened because I raised my hand. And I said, I need help. How, why are so many people stuck here? Like, uh, no, nah, I just figured out why, why do people always, why do the majority of people go to that? I'll do it on my own type of situation. Uh,
1: you know, th- that's a, a great question. man. I, I remember you actually going to that meeting with that, that mastermind group. You yeah. came back, and you were you were blown away. I mean, we had a yeah. couple sessions after that face-to-face, you know, and literally, you probably used the word optimized like 400 times.
0: <laughs> okay. I optimized the word
1: optimized. Optimize and optimize. You were. <laughs> I, I remember. You're on the row. You're like, I can optimize this. I don't need you to optimize this right now, <laughs> I just need you to do this. Uh, you're thinking about everything. Your mind was, was blown. You were just going a mile a minute. Yeah. Right. And, and obviously your business has blown up since then. And congratulations to that. But, um, and you still cite, you know, what that was like. Yeah. But I, I think without a doubt, you know, in the industry or business, people feel like they, they fail if they ask for help or they feel like they're going to lose their place Wow. in the line if they're asked for help. So, you know, if I'm trying to get to that next step, you know, I'm watching my back and trying to see who's coming up with me, who else can take that next job. Wow. Right? You wow. don't ask for help. You want to be that leader, right? But leader's not always the guy in front. You know, leader's right. sometimes that person that, that's in the middle, um, pulling the team together. I mean, wow. how, you, you played on a ton of teams, right? Yeah. A ton of basketball teams. Yeah. How many times was the captain of that team not the best player of that team?
0: Well, I can say that now. That's high school and college for me. Right. So, I, so I was the shortest starter on my high school team at six one. I was not the most athletic. I didn't jump the highest, you know what I'm saying? But I was the captain of the team and it was kind of one of those deals is like, what well, it the glue. So I wasn't the most athletic. wasn't the most talented by any, any way, shape or means. But again, to your point, I mean, I was in the middle. Yeah, I was in the, in the
1: middle. and And with that, right, everybody started to look to you, right, for guidance, direction, you know, whatever it is. You didn't ask for that. You know, it was mm-hmm. thrust upon you, but that I, I believe, you know, to, to answer your question, the reason people don't ask for coaching or don't see value in coaching is that they're afraid of what that coach, what that coach's true goal is. Is it, are they out for themselves and their own personal success mm. or are they out for their success, Right. I mean, when you gotcha. sit down with a multimillion dollar company, CA, CEO, and they're telling you, Hey, I'm getting ready to give you all this money to invest for me. They mm-hmm. damn better trust you. Facts. They have to trust you. Um, and, and that's, that's a big deal, man. You know, what you do is phenomenal and, and all that, but people fear coaching because they fear that, you know, that person doesn't have their best interest in mind. Which, which. G-, G that kind of brought up something
0: I want to address from a coaching standpoint because unfortunately what you said was spot on. Can I trust this coach? Right. And I think one of the issues is is that everybody and their mom is a coach right now, right?
2: You you, you jump you. on
0: you jump online right now, everybody lay a life coach, a business coach, a coach's coach, yeah. uh, uh, uh everybody's a coach. So it's like, well, if everybody's a damn coach, can I really trust you? Yep. To, you know, right? And so I will say this to, you know, folks who are, folks who are listening to this or watching this live right now, as we record it, before you hire a coach, ask for their results. So ask them, ask them to show you results. Who have you gotten results for? Right. Yep. And a lot of times, and this is super funny right here, because we could go a whole nother, whole another two hours on this one. Folks will look at me. So let's say folks, somebody may look at me and be like, well, Perry's an advisor, but, but he's not living in a multimillion dollar home and he's not driving a Bentley, and he doesn't have a private jet. Okay, if that's how you're measuring success, well, then no, I'm not your person. But I can give you my body of work and give you clients who've been with me since 2014, who started off with you know, $1,000, who now have millions of dollars, and I can show you that consistently. So my body of work speaks for itself. So my, my, So when somebody comes to me like, well, are you good at what you do? You ain't got to talk to me Go talk to, you know what I'm saying, this these 150 clients that I have, they'll yep. tell you my body of work, right? So I think uh, to your point, people are so concerned, like, is this person trying to take me for a ride? Or are they totally legit? Well, ask them, you know what I'm saying, who, who have they gotten results for, right? Yep. If if I'm a good basketball coach, okay, you're a good basketball coach, you know, how many kids have you sent to college, right? Well, how many kids got, you know what I'm saying, how many kids graduated, you know what I'm saying? With, like, how are you measuring that whole piece? So one, how are you measuring success? And two, can this person uh, um, uh, be able, Can this person demonstrate, this coach demonstrate that they've gotten people, helping people get this thing that you're measuring the success with? So I think that's huge, man, for sometimes when people think about the coaching piece. So when I, like, even before we hired you, well, before I hired you, because I think Sarah was working with you first, if yeah. my memory doesn't fail me, right? You know, I watched, you know, because again, I'm a personal trainer and I'm like, okay, well, I like that. I like that programming, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're right. And I was like, you know what? Sarah's getting results, huh? Hey, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in on some of that, right? Yeah. So a lot of times, I think people get caught up on, on that whole piece, and and because it's it is confusing. Everybody is a coach. Identify a coach who has a track record of getting people results. Which yeah. uh, what you think? What you think about that, Jay?
1: I mean, my industry is just inundated with people yeah. being coaches. Oh my God, oh, that, so that, oh yes. It's so bad, right? And half of them don't have a certification. Half of them don't, need to, don't even need to be a, a fitness professional, by any means, I mean. And then there's some of them out there that are just phenomenal, right? They are just yeah. amazing coaches that have, you know, hundreds of clients and run a phenomenal business. But for as many as those are, you mm-hmm. know, it, there's the other side of that coin. Mm-hmm. And, and they just aren't and and they create bad situations for all of us in our industry right i mean yeah. there's good fitness uh professionals there's poor fitness professionals There there's yeah. good doctors there's bad doctors there's good fit uh financial advisors there's poor financial advisors yeah I, I think without a doubt you know the best of the best are the ones that show longevity in their client base Ooh, i like that you know, i don't care how much money you make it's irrelevant to me i'm not a uh, rich man yeah. you know i'm not I got 10 kids. I'm not rich at all.
0: <laughs> May never be rich with 10 kids.
1: <laughs> we'll never be rich. That's okay. With me.
0: It's okay. Right?
1: It's okay. But I will tell you that, you know, when you talk about what, what I measure as success in my business, yeah. is, yeah. are my fitness professionals wanting to be here? Do they want to be in my, my club? Right. Are they getting the coaching and the development that they need to continue to get better? right? Turnover matters in our industry. Turnover matters in a lot of industries, right? Yeah. If you start losing clients, you start losing money, right? It's yep. a big deal. Yep. So I think the measure of a, a real coach or a true coach is the response that that they get through referrals mm. and people staying with them. You know, I think one of my proudest things ever as a coach, um, without a doubt, you know, there's two things that, that I measure success on outside of, of work and I think, you know, we talk about work a lot, but it, it's playing soccer, our own soccer field as a coach. Mm-hmm. You know, it's two, two giant things that I, I always take, and it blows me away. Um, I, I coach in you know, a high school, a rec team. They, they don't have to come back. You know, they're, they're not in school. They're, they're doing their thing. And when you start having, you know, members of that team return and then bringing their friends with them, yeah, that's when you start to win, right? And I'll tell you a quick story. Um, last year, I coached a, a little, a little team, you know, uh, a under eighteen. It's fun. I enjoy it. My daughter and I get off, um, you know, helping those people and and, and doing things. Mm-hmm. It's a blast. We love doing it together. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, out the field, you know, two days ago, refing a game, and one of the parents um, of my team last year. Um, comes up to me and she literally is like running across the field and you know I'm in my my refs uniform trying to get to a game and she's screaming she's coach G coach G coach G and I, I turn around she goes Hey do you have a minute? I'm like Yeah absolutely I have a second she goes You know I just want you to know that I'm really thankful for what you taught you know my son last year. And I'm like, oh you know that that's that's great. She goes, No, no, you don't understand. Right? The coaching this year Is so poor that I didn't realize how great last year was. Wow. You know, and for me, I know I was I was thankful and I appreciated it. And you know, I went over and saw her son. You know, gave him a fist bump, told him how proud I was of him for for what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And I kind of walked away. And I called my wife and I was like, you know, hey, this just happened. And it, it it was a powerful moment that you know you can influence you know, as a coach, youth and adults and businesses, but, you know, the sign of a true coach or somebody who's making a difference in this world is Mm -hmm. when they realize that without you, they're not as good as they were with you. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, It it, it was, it meant a lot to me, right? I mean, it's this Mm -hmm. little eight-year-old boy that Mm -hmm. he recognized that, hey, this isn't how Coach G did it last year. This ain't working, you know? What's going on? Um, Yeah and the parents realized it, and, and it's, it matters because you know that's our job as fathers, as, as parents, as coaches, mm-hmm. is to influence life, influence change,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Especially this day and age with everything that's going on in this world, mm-hmm. um, you gotta influence change and, and coaches can do that. Amen um, to that, bro. multiple people.
0: So words word you just said about four or five times there, influence, influence, influence. And I think it's John Maxwell who says that leadership is influence and how you influence people. And, you know, it's so important that we always stay cognizant of how we influence people. I just had a uh, a meeting with my mother-in-law, actually this week, and we sat down and she told me about this dream that she had from a spiritual standpoint. And she said, Perry, you're a leader and you have influence. And you make sure that you stay in prayer around, you know, asking the Lord to give you guidance because you probably have more influence than you realize. And the words that come out of your mouth and the things that you say and the things that you do, people are paying close attention to. And that hit me kind of like a ton of bricks because, you know, we can get dialed in and say, hey, I'm trying to grow the business and do this right here. But while you're moving and you're making those moves, you know, you're maybe indirectly coaching people because they're paying attention to what you're saying. Right. So, um, I just love what you said right there. It kind of just brought that in my mind. You know what I'm saying? That that's what leadership is. Coaching is coaching is leadership and leadership is influence. And you know, the benefit to coaching that we talked about is condensing those time frames, uh, to get to your goals, but also to, the principles that you leave and, and that you instill on in people is huge as well. So I, th- I think all of that, man, just ties together to the whole importance of kind of what we discuss on the podcast, as far as profitology is huge in that man. And just definitely appreciate you for that. Um, as we get ready to close this thing out, G um, what are, what are a couple of things you would tell, you know, someone listening to this around, you know, coaching, leadership, personal development, like what are, what are three things you would tell them to make sure they keep top of mind?
1: Uh, three things to keep top of mind um yeah. i think the first thing is understand how you learn right i'm not a reader i don't like to sit down and read books that's that's not okay. um i'm not you know i'm not i'm not that guy if i see it i can repeat it kind of deal, okay yep you know so you know find your median that that best helps you become you know more educated you know make sure you find a coach that helps you in a medium that you understand and that, wow. that you can grow from right if somebody gave me a bunch of books and they were my coach and said hey i need you to read these books he's not the right coach for me <laughs> right? it, it ain't gonna happen i ain't gonna do it um it, it, we just wasted each other's time right
0: got you yeah uh,
1: my wife understands that she sends me snippets of things because i, I can comprehend that and I, I can you know read that and understand it and 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 make that work for me so i think the first thing is if you're getting a coach or you want to hire a coach or a leader make mm-hmm. sure that that coach or leader understands how you learn that's good you know uh secondly um i think it, it's about influence you know and realize that you influence people every day um you know i i do a poor job sometimes of not being a good influence and I, and we all do that you know sadly we all make poor choices we all get lazy in our day-to-day lives and, and we forget that that we are influencing people no matter where we're at if we're in a grocery store or at mm-hmm. home or whatever i mean picture yeah. you know a couple of days ago you post a picture of your daughters uh, you were holding both of them in your hands right yeah and you're like you know for those that know they know yeah right yeah. it's about influence you know yeah. where you're at how you get there you know, I know there have been many times I've let my family down because I haven't influenced them in the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, made poor choices, made bad decisions. And, um, you know, they paid the price for it, you know, more mm-hmm. often than not, you know. So mm-hmm. I think being, uh, understanding your influence yep. Um on the people around you is a big one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think the third thing, man, is being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Being vulnerable, understanding that you don't know everything. Um, yeah but understanding you do have a goal too. So, you know, don't give away what you want, know what your goal is, be after your goal, be, you know, be driven, um, be ambitious. You know, you talk about Kobe Bryant and his rules. I mean, that's probably one of my favorite things of, of Kobe's 10 rules. There's so many amazing things in what he says, you know, from being a storyteller to um, get better every day. You know, that, that's got a big cliche, just get better every day. I mean, and you even use that on Saturdays, you know, this, yeah. get better this week, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. But you mm-hmm. can't get better if you're not ambitious. Mm. So you know, find a way to be ambitious. Um, it's easy to get into a routine. I'm guilty of that. I get into yeah. a routine. Yeah. and want to live here because I'm happy here. Yeah. And sometimes being happy here is what gets you to a place you don't want to be at. And that's happening yeah. to me often not.
0: Yeah. Love those. Those are powerful. Just so just a quick recap here. One, learn how you learn. We all definitely learn differently. Right. Learn how you learn and then make sure that if you're looking to uh, bring on a coach to help you improve your leadership, personal development, your business, your finances, you're rocking with somebody who can communicate with you in a way that you can receive it. I believe um, in my heart of hearts, that's kind of what my blessing has been is that I can speak to so many different people from different, so many different people from walks of life, different walks of life that I can take this complex financial stuff and put it in terms that people can understand. So that's huge. I've actually had clients say that uh, to me. So I appreciate that. So learn how you learn uh, because if someone's trying to feed it to you this way, but you receive it this way, you're not going to get it. So that was number one. Number two, influence you're influencing people every day so whether you consider yourself a leader or not you are a leader every day in what you're doing and people are paying attention and influence you could be a bad influence or a good influence but understand that you are an influence to somebody whether it's to your children to your wife to your co-workers to your team to your, your staff whatever the case may be so definitely top of mind there and be vulnerable which is so important because your strength is in that vulnerability, right? To, to be to raise your hand and say, Hey, I need help by saying, Hey, I need help. If, instead of you going at something alone, you raising your hand and saying, Hey, I need help. Now you have three or four people helping you reach that goal versus you just trying to do it on your own. So realizing that you don't know everything and surround yourself with, you know what I'm saying? With smart people. And y'all, I'll share this just from a personal uh, standpoint, kind of with me and G's relationship. It's not a one-sided relationship. Gia hit me up and say, hey, P, take a look at this spreadsheet for me. Tell me what your thoughts are on it. I want to make sure I understand this. I'll hit him up like, hey, man, I'm struggling with this over here. So when you surround yourself with people who are, you know, focused on personal growth and development, y'all can pick each other up as well. Because, again, somebody may have an expertise in an area uh, that maybe is not your strength, and you may have to lean on them. And we do that, and that's what I think is really dope about our relationship, G. Uh, And you know, and and I will be remiss if I didn't say this just in in the current you know economic racial climate and things of that nature. How we bond, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm black, you're white. I'm tall, you're shorter than me. But guess what? We reach out to each other, right? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, we we recognize that we're different and we see the power in that difference. You know what I'm saying? So whether it's race, whether it's, uh, um, whether it's, you know, we are talking about fitness, we are talking about finance, and I appreciate you reaching out to me, you know what I'm saying, with things, you know what I'm saying, we're at that heightened level, just saying, hey P, man, I love you. I got your back, you know what I'm saying? I got some questions. How should I address this with my kids? That's leadership because that's being vulnerable on a very, very sensitive topic. But to yeah. say, hey, in order for me to be able to lead my family, I got to put my hand up and say, Hey, we're having some, you know, I'm saying we want to get some better understanding around this and you reached out to me. So again, I'd be remiss not to say not to address that. You kind of in the current climate, but this is what it should be. This is what it should be. You know what I'm saying? Leaders, supporting leaders, regardless of age, race, and the whole nine, and just us continuing to grow, man. So with that I being agree. said, G, yeah. I appreciate
1: that. With that I, being think, s- I think the word is equality, right? Yeah. yeah. That's all it is. It's just equality. That, that, that's yeah. all we're after, man. And and it everybody has a story to tell. Everybody mm. has something to provide you. Um yeah. some people just speak a little louder than others. Yeah. You know? But uh, yeah. if you surround yourself with people you trust and that you can can ask questions to, you educate yourself as a white yeah. male, white female, black male, black female, it doesn't matter. Um it's really about you know, creating a level of equality. I have 10 beautiful children. I want this, this world to be the best for them. You know, yeah. I want them to understand that, you know, what we're going through right now is difficult as a country, mm-hmm. it's hard. Mm-hmm. We don't mm-hmm. always understand it. I don't understand all aspects of it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, be a white privilege, be a, you know, anything like that, it, it, there's a lot of it out there,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? But a- unless you ask, and I think that's all that, that people are looking for right now. I love just, that. It, just it, it ask. Just, just ask. What's that? You might not <laughs> yeah. like the answer. To be honest with you, you might not like the answer, but but you're just stupid if you don't ask. You know, sure. Ignorance, ignorance is, sure. the, is the, the worst scenario to be in in a, a climate like this. If you're just yeah. ignorant to the situation, you don't think you know, or yeah. you do think you know, and you really don't know. So, you know, I'm not a black man. I'm not – I don't know. I don't yeah. know all the struggles you went through. Right. I don't know what you see every day that I don't realize. Right. Uh, and you know that's okay for me to ask because I can tell you the things that I get that I don't, that mm-hmm. that you don't realize that I have to cope with or deal with. You know, it's right. a totally different scenario. I don't think anybody's yeah. saying one person is right or wrong. It's just a matter of how in the hell do we get on the same damn page?
0: There it is, brother. There it is. Well, I'm 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 thankful to know that we're on the same page, even though we're different, different backgrounds and a whole nine. And I appreciate your friendship, appreciate you joining us here on this uh, segment of Profitology. And before we go, right, uh, this is uh, this month of September, our team said, you know what, we are 100% focused on one of our company core values. We have a couple core values. One of our core values is being the ecosystem engineer. And what we mean by that is that we want to create an environment where we take you know the 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 focus off of what we can achieve and focus more on helping people in our network our clients our friends our family grow their businesses their practices you know help them develop in ways they need to so as a as a, as a trainer you are absolutely somebody that i trust mm-hmm. i know your integrity know your, your your characters so uh obviously you know what i'm saying we're on my program um the way I'm eating and going on, going on road trips with wifey may take me a little bit longer to get to the goal, but I know it's still going to be shorter (laughs) than if I was going to going about it on my own. But how can people contact you, man, if they're interested in taking you up on some of your services, uh, and your virtual personal training platform, which I 100% vouch for, how can they contact you and reach out to you, my friend? Right,
1: Obviously, you can always message me on Facebook. If you have questions about, about lifetime, um, lifetime.life, Uh, You can go there. You can, you know, search for me or search for my club in Upper Arlington, Ohio. Um, We can meet. We can talk over the phone. We can chat via Facebook um, and talk about ways to help you achieve your goals. You know, if you're a member of Lifetime, help you get connected to this wonderful organization that we have. 159 clubs all across the United States. And we just found out yesterday um, that every club is open but one, you know, so post-pandemic, You know all 158 of our 159 locations are back open um, and serving the people to help them achieve their health and fitness goals so um, if you need help or you're you're a lifetime member somewhere else hit me up Um, i can help you from a virtual standpoint even if i'm not in your state Um, or if you want to be with somebody in that in one of those clubs i'm happy to help you get connected to some of the best health and fitness professionals in the world uh, through our organization
0: Outstanding, outstanding, thank you for that G And and again y'all, thank y'all for joining me uh, Me and my man Coach G For this episode of Prophetology. And those who remember uh, When we wrote this out years ago The financially fit, PHY Naturally fit, health is wealth we, That we still haven't changed from that So understand some y'all What's the difference between being Ordinary and extraordinary Just the word extra that's it. The difference between being ordinary and extraordinary is the word extra. The word extra comes down to: Do you have a little bit more energy than the next person? That's why health is always super important to your goals. So whether you tune into this because you're trying to increase your finances or whatever the case may be, understanding that health is wealth and is super important. And coaching, if you want to shorten the time frame between getting from A to B, you may have to invest. For that. So, with that being said, y'all, hey, Perry Jeffries here with Prophetology. I want to thank my man, Coach G, for joining us. Brother, and we'll talk to you soon. And don't send me any more text messages talking about um, limit my alcohol uh, uh, consumption.
1: Just recover that calf so you can (laughs) get back to the
0: program. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, indeed. Appreciate you. Love you. Talk to you soon, brother.
1: Love you, buddy.